This is baseball, armchair baseball. Do you think the Pirates will ever not win a title? And will the Nationals be the favorite to make a run for one? Are the Dodgers in jeopardy of losing the West? And is the AL West just the best of the rest? Who will challenge the Orioles in their quest for a pennant? Last year, the Guardians lived atop the AL Central. Will there be a new tenant? If you didn't catch it all, now you can, because it's this week in Armchair Baseball. All right, hello, ABL and fans of the ABL. I am Alan of the Rockies. Tonight, for episode two uh, of this week in Armchair Baseball, I've got Cal of the Angels. I've got Tyler of the Twins. You guys know these guys already. I uh, thank you both for coming on on a Sunday night and uh, talking a little bit of ABL. It wasn't a super busy, crazy week or anything, but we're still going to go over it and maybe pick out some interesting bits and pieces. Uh, before we do that, Tyler, how's your week? How's your week in the ABL? You know, uh, how's your week in the ABL going? Not your, not your week personal, but how are the Twins doing this week? <laughs> Uh, twins are doing really well. I know uh, Frank had posted something in the chat earlier today about our matchup being really close and, um, you know, potentially one of us looking at, at scoring uh, or having high score of the week this week, which um, I actually just looked and uh, Josh had a massive day today. So he, he ended up taking top yeah. score, but, um, but yeah, I mean, look, looking really well. I, I didn't love the longer weeks for my team this year. Aren't necessarily the greatest, weeks because that means I have to usually or I most likely have to use like Patrick Corbin twice which is not <laughs> something I ever want to have to do um so this week to be able to kind of start the guys I wanted to start and then um my bats have been great it helps that I have a couple twins who went off this week as well in, in real life so um yeah I'm, I'm looking at a at a 3-0 week uh, I don't think nice. yeah I'm pretty sure Frank Frank and I are, are done now it looks like so um three and a week for me. So pretty happy about that. And Cal, I haven't looked. I, well, I mean, I looked earlier, but I didn't pay much attention. How, how are the angels angels having as good a week two as they did week one? Uh, it, still exceeding expectations. But uh, if you asked me an hour ago, it said really good, but it looks like Andrew Haney is having another lights out outing. So that's <laughs> probably going to lose it in my divisional matchup, which is the only one I really cared about. And I'm going to, I'm going to end up, Choking that one on the last day. You wanted to beat me. I mean, come on, you wanted. To beat I definitely, me. I definitely wanted to, but like, I want that divisional win. I want to like see my yeah. see my team at the top there, and yeah, the okay. fact that I'm gonna choke it away at the last day because my team only can score 13 points, and yeah, it just sucks. I don't I have I have no pitching. Who does? But um, yeah, it's gonna be a. And there's a couple a teams season. that had really light days today. Uh, who did who did we? Who was it in the chat earlier? Was it the Nats that we? Were you acting yeah, about yeah, a nine-point yeah. day, yeah, nine day for the Nats when they were kind of looking like they were maybe in a position to mm-hmm. to do some more damage this week? But And I, I didn't look at the Nats roster, but it probably didn't have any arms going today if they only scored nine points. But, yeah, rough. Could have been another 300-point week uh, for the Nats, but falling a little bit short. But, Cal, right right before you got here, what, what Tyler and I were talking about was – the and may, maybe getting another look from you on this because I think Tyler and I were fairly in agreement. But would I be wrong in saying that the first two years in ABL, I know you know you weren't around for all of year one, right. but it felt like a three hundred point scoring week, a three hundred point like single week matchup. 
was a, a pretty damn good scoring week for a team. Yeah. And this week, week two, we are have already 12 teams that have eclipsed 300 points. I, I don't know if we're going to have a, a 13th maybe squeak in there, but I don't know. Does that seem it, – do, it doesn't feel like we've had that really yet where that many teams are putting up that many points just to kind of like all together. And, and we're having like right. this many close matchups where it's a 300-point team beating a, another mm-hmm. – the D-backs faced three of those – 300 plus point teams this weekend beat all of them of course yeah crazy they the d-backs are monsters but for the for the guys that said well it seems like there's more you know it's early but it seems like there's more parity it seems like maybe the the points or the talents a little more evenly distributed i think maybe we are seeing that am i am i crazy in thinking that no i mean i'd say anyone that's mentioned it has been correct but thus far i mean obviously with the full season to go through but i mean we're already seeing the benefits of some some of the new rules that have been put into place, I think, made everyone kind of compete more off, you know, off the jump. We'll see what happens come May and June. Teams start start getting figured out, and we start seeing who the pretenders are, who the contenders are. I don't know what the dump's going to look like from here on, but before, I'd say probably you had ten teams by mid-April that knew they weren't going to weren't going to compete, and now I feel like maybe four or five would think that they don't have a shot. That's that that right. changes things a lot. Tyler, that, that blurb that I, that I made you remember about five minutes ago, let, let's get it out now because I thought that was so interesting that I, I wanted clearly, I wanted to hurry up and talk about it, but Tyler just mentioned this before we went, went live. Uh, lay it on me, Tyler. <laughs> yeah. So the, you had brought up that the, there were 12 teams this week that hit the 300 mark. Um, of points, which is is crazy. It, it seems like, at least to us, crazy. It doesn't seem like we had that many teams scoring 300 in the past. Um, but the the craziest stat to me for this week was that the difference between the 12th scoring team, which is the Padres at 303s, the lowest scoring 300 team, and really kind of the, the last team before the quote-unquote drop-off uh, that you might see in scores, is the Mets at 23. And so there's about a 40-ish point difference there which is a smaller difference than the point difference between team 23 and team 24, which is, is crazy, which to me is awesome <laughs> because it hits to exactly what Cal was just saying in that there's literally 23 teams that were with, you know, and obviously Josh had a massive day today. Jake had a massive day today too. But even if you look at that, like 260 to 360, like there's 23 teams within a hundred points of each other. Like that's, that's nuts. That's that's really yeah, that's, for really league. that's awesome for the league because that means you know outside of maybe a team or two in this league, any of us can have a downish week, right? To where if someone gets that seven, the really good seven starts, they can win. You know, they can win a matchup that maybe they normally wouldn't. So, I think that's a really interesting stat that I saw. It's pretty yeah. great. Yeah, that as soon as you said that, I, I I wanted to quickly look and double check, and it's like I'll be damn, man, it really is. It's like um, I don't even know what to compare. I can't I can't think of like a an, a, a good real life example of of that kind of like closeness. But um, I feel like we haven't had that yet in the ABL. I just I, I know it's only week two. You know, maybe 
I just when I, when I was doing the the week to weeks in year one and year two, it always felt like there was a a like a line of delineation that everybody could see. You know that that this is the upper half and this is the lower half. It it, it really felt just kind of cut in the middle, and at least right now, early on, we are definitely not seeing that. I think that there's teams look at the Rays, what they did this week, the Rays, you know, taken over by, um, well, speak, by speaking, of them, from, speaking of them, they actually had nine starts this week. I just saw. So that they're going to be losing some points again. I think <laughs> Chris, that's the second, I think that's the second week in a row, Chris, that you, yeah, I just noticed that. Chris. <laughs> <laughs> still even taking out whatever extra, yeah, game, still, the Rays had a pretty good week for a guy that just came in and, and, yeah, Chris is, was playing an ABL4 last year. Not even really. I mean, it's a 30-teamer, but not a points league, not really the same kind of league. Came in and took over a – I don't know if we want to call the Rays a dead team. Like, Dom was kind of around. He was largely unavailable and really wasn't making any moves and stuff. Just, you know, ABL wasn't for him. But, but Chris came in and made some moves on the Rays and – Definitely didn't, you know, sink that he, he didn't immediately dump and say, okay, I'm just going to try to rebuild. And then ditto with Matt and the Mets. The, the Mets are kicking my ass right now. <laughs> I kind of wish we maybe would have just stuck with Dwight at this point, and then I would be <laughs> uh, shamed by by getting smoked by the Mets. To to my credit, if maybe if I would have got the Matt Boyd start today, he would have scored 40 points, and and I could have, no. <laughs> you know, I guess <laughs> I could be close to the Mets. But. Yeah, right. I felt like it was going to be good, but no, it's that boy is not the answer to my prayers, I don't think. But yeah, I just I, I, I'm really enjoying if there's if there's one part of this early ABL season that I that I can enjoy. It's the, the snapshot of the league is really kind of like the landscape is changing from, I think, what we're used to seeing. We're used to seeing the, the top teams are the ones that score 300 plus and then everybody else's. But man, now half of the league, nearly half the league is putting up 300 in week two. And as everybody's discussed, half half of Major League Baseball is injured. So what are some of these teams going to look like when they really, really get healthy? You know, now on the flip side of that, we did have a couple major injuries this week. Um, Mark, I believe Cleveland Mark lost Woodruff. Uh, the Cardinals lost Jeff Springs. Um, who else am I forgetting? I feel like there was another fairly big one this week, but maybe. Um, maybe oh, not. Matt Manning. That was massive. Huge. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Man, the Matt Manning and the Matt Boy. You know, <laughs> yeah. Detroit pitchers named. Yeah, don't trust. Yeah, don't trust the Detroit Mets. And somehow I feel like, I feel like Mark can probably withstand. I mean, it's hard to say you can withstand, you know, an ace going down. Yeah. But man, poor Mark just getting getting thumped with another another big injury to a I mean, pitcher. I love to see and, the fact that he's he's sitting down twenty second this week in scoring. That that makes me really happy. Um, <laughs> Brent, Brendan Brendan's still up up with me in the top ten, but the fact to see to see Mark down at twenty two. And that his team could actually be that bad on any given week. No offense, Mark. Is is that makes me it, it gives me hope. Gives me a lot of hope. <laughs> and conversely, it makes me, Mark's team makes me feel what's the opposite of hope? Like 
despair, I guess. Like, like I could, you know, I, I complain a lot about the injuries that I've suffered and, you know, oh, my team sucks because, uh, you know, I've, I've got a lot of injuries. Mark has just as many. Yeah, he, he lost Makata too. He lost Jack Peterson. He's lost Ed Diaz, uh, Glasnow and Woodruff. And, you know, Mark is showing that, uh, well, you know, just build your team better and maybe you can withstand these injuries a, a little bit more that you don't have to be a low 200 point scorer just because you have a few guys hurt, like, you know, like I do. So I, I can only whine without my tongue and my cheek, you know, so much when I, when I complain about my injuries, cause I just didn't, yeah, I just didn't build, I guess Mark's Mark showing you can do it. And I'm sure the Cardinals will be fine. You know, he's, he's going to lose Springs, but Jeff didn't build, build the Cardinals around Jeff Springs. So yeah. uh, let's take a quick look at how the Cardinals will be able to remedy that. He, uh, he also just lost Stanton. So that is, uh, that's not nothing either. Stanton was a 3.7 point per game player. And Spring still does not have the, the cross on the flag. So it's not just Yahoo. I mentioned earlier today, Yahoo still has him day to day. For whatever reason, he is not like it's IL designated. Yeah, it's it's a little strange. And yeah, Jeff's also lost Verlander. He's, he's I don't know if he lost Paxton because I don't know if he ever actually had him. But uh, yeah, you have yeah, to know that everybody was devastated, well. man. Whereas whereas Duke, of course, the Pirates getting ready to get Tatis back and just got Brett Beatty called up. So kind of the maybe the opposite side. I know Adam posted a screenshot of Duke's IL earlier and it was just Joey Votto sitting there. <laughs> Joey Votto collecting dust while the rest of the team just though he's gonna take a loss. We have we have determined that the Pirates are gonna take a loss. Who who's beating him this week? I don't I don't recall. Uh, the, uh John Tigers. Tigers. Yeah. Yeah. The Tigers. All right. Yeah look at the Tigers. 338 Nice to see them coming back. Man, the Cubs, 331. The Cubs outscoring the Pirates. Shame that, that Frank couldn't match up against Duke in one of those weeks where he's going to go off like this. The Royals, even without getting, you know, Grayson got beat up today. I don't know if he started him, but Grayson got beat up. You know, the, the Royals guys have not been kind of what, what we thought they would be to start. He's still putting up 300. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, man, the Brewers putting up 300. The Pods, who – I, I seem to underestimate year in and year out um, putting up 300 points in week two. <laughs> and that's with – looks like he missed a couple starters t- today, so it could, maybe could have been a little bit better. But still, putting up 300 points. The, the Jose the Jose Budo start for eh, 10 and a half. I thought he would have scored better. but Still pretty good. A bunch. <laughs> yeah, still. A lot of people would take a 10 and a half for a start. So – Hey, I, I picked up uh, – I fabbed Colin Ray the other day, paid paid 13 bucks for him. Turns out he's at least going to get one more start. And then I fabbed Tommy Malone, and he instantly got uh, <laughs> set back down. So I thought I would take a game. I only put two bucks on old Tommy Malone, but I need innings. You know, I'm desperate for innings. He looked like he maybe did enough to stick around and get some – but he's one of those guys, you know, he'll they'll pop him up when they – when they need somebody and maybe I'll be able to cop a, an extra start or two and just cost me a couple fat bucks, but man. Yeah. Very interesting week. I, I kind of hope we can see it continue going forward. I'd like, I'd like to see even more teams 
you know, hit that hit that high watermark of 300 points. And I think it's easily possible. We've seen a lot of these guys be that, you know, we know the O's can do it. Nice to see the Astros, you know, maybe not so much for you, Cal, but nice to see the Astros (laughs) up there. Cal, do you, do you see the Astros as maybe your like primary divisional competition thus far? Uh, Going forward. I would, I would hope it would be the A's. um, But Mm, yeah, I I think, I think by season end, it might be the A's. I, yeah. I'd be happy with just second. I mean, going from where I was, I'd be very happy with second place. But um, Dude, I, I'm blown away by your team. I gotta say, the points the Angels are putting up after kind of what it looked like when you initially took them over. Horrible. Uh, yeah. yeah, I don't. Man, I don't remember. I don't want to. Th- even if I could remember who it was, I don't want to throw them under the bus. But somebody hit PM, and this was a while ago. You're like, man, they said. Uh, I'm not sure. I'm not sure if Cal's not in over his head, you know, with this, with this, I don't Dude, remember I what knew I was. some kind of, yeah, some kind of trade or, you know, maybe some kind of series of trades you made, but somebody, oh, I made some stupid trades. I like, I'll go back and I'll said, just I'm like, not sure I'll just Cal's cry about it. Over, but man, look at the angels now. Look at the, phone. Think, look at the angels now. It was a Flaherty deal. I know it was a Flaherty deal. I think about that uh, every day. It probably, yeah, it I, probably I traded, yeah, I didn't realize how good <laughs> Cedric Mullins was like, as in, I mean, how good he was, but I didn't realize how good his deal was. And, uh, yeah, I think about that probably once a week. Pops in my head, like, you're an idiot. You're so stupid. <laughs> so <laughs> that one burns. I wish I got that one back. But, yeah, um, after figuring out how this whole thing works, it's been it's been kind of piecing things together here and, here and there. I wouldn't say I'm going to be a good team. I'm okay with being average. It's fine from where I was. Um, but it does seem like it's built just for, like, this year. I don't have very many guys on long contracts. So I didn't want to ha- – I didn't – have the resources to go get that anyways um because usually the asking price on those guys is way out of my price range um so yeah i figure i'd just build in the auction build through trades see what we have this year and maybe i can sneak in to a wild card spot I'm not sure but so far it's working i think it's impressive man I, yeah i really do and and we can just add cal onto the <clears throat> if, if we've if we've noticed anything else it's the trend of these these quote-unquote new owners coming in and i mean it started really with with josh and zach taking over the the brewers and the giants and have turned them into yeah really really good team i don't want to call them powerhouses yet but they're they both scored 300 plus this week we had steven come in take over the orioles orioles are a great team uh cal came took over the angels angels are kicking ass right now, you know, competing it's week two, but obviously a team that can compete in that division. Um, Brendan you know, Chris the with the Rays, we talked, we talked about mm-hmm. earlier. Like, yeah, Brendan, yeah. Brendan, Brendan came in with the Royal. Yeah. It's just, these guys are all coming in and I see, I see my, like some OG guys like myself and Tony and Harry and uh, maybe Lenny. We seem to be going the opposite direction where we are not getting any better. <laughs> And we're watching these new owners just kind of, uh, you know, walk over us. It's like in a, in one hand, I'm I'm like proud of the league that the ABL is for, you know, get, cutting, uh, trimming the fat and, and bringing in good, solid owners. We have yet to bring in a new owner where we said later, uh, man, you know, this guy's this guy's not active enough, uh, you know, on the Discord. This guy's not making any trades, not setting his line. Like that just doesn't happen. Every every single new guy we've brought in has taken over a team and put it on the road to 
uh, being a playoff team. I, I mean, you, you can't kind of deny that. So uh, I, I think what you've done with the Angels in a, in a pretty short amount of time. And yes, when maybe at the very beginning, it looked like. Hmm. Yeah, it was bad. You know, it, it, lo- it looked like, why did, <laughs> why did we bring, yeah, why are we letting Don talk us into this? Let this child in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Kid can't even on. buy a beer. How's, yeah, he, how's he supposed to run heck? a team in a 30-team league? What the hell's going on here? Oh, man, the Angels. Angels looking good. I remember Dad telling him about the league. I I said no initially because he wanted. He's like, dude, I'm in this. I'm going to join this third teamer. You know, I kind of want you to join. I think you'd be good at it. I'm like, no, no way. That is, <laughs> I'd have to redo how I think about baseball. Like, I, I did no way. And uh, I mean, I was right on that end because yeah, it took a lot of deprogramming to figure out what value means in this league. <laughs> when right, you go out yeah. on the wire and you see nothing, it's like you got to make your own value at some point. So yeah, it's nope. it's the most unique league I've ever had the you know, experience of, of being able to be a part of. It's awesome. I love it. It's the well, Alan, would you, would you say like, just kind of to your point about like the new guys coming in and, and having good teams, stuff like that, <clears throat> would you say like for guys like yourself, like Tony, like Harry, Sam, Lenny, the guys you mentioned, like, do you think that part of it is you guys are almost handicapped by having started the league and maybe you, you feel like, you know, you, you have like a connection to players or a connection to how you want to build your roster or whatever it is where these new guys come in and, you know, most of the teams that were taken over, even if they were bad, still had an opportunity to really, again, not have any sort of bias and just go in and trade everyone, not knowing any of the value. And in the end, it kind of helped in a sense to not know the value because you, you know, they probably got rid of a lot of stuff. were able to do stuff in the draft. Whereas you kind of know the league, you know what value is. And so it's harder for you to maybe trade guys or draft guys or whatever it might be. I, I, I think that's a really good point. And I, I have said uh, in the past that I do kind of get enamored with like my guys, you know, and know, that's a really, it's a really good question. One that I hadn't thought a lot about. Cause I think most of my issue with it is like subconscious to where like I, I don't want to deal these guys, but in my head, I, I think I'm putting together, you know, the best team. Mm-hmm. But if I, if I was a, a brand new guy coming in and taking over the Rockies, like today, I probably would, would deal most of these pieces away and try to burn <laughs> it down and kind of start. Yeah. I, I probably would. And I know I'm not alone. And with a, lo- a lot of guys thinking, man, if we could just, if we could just reset ABL this year, I'd be so much better now, you know, like, of course I would, <laughs> but that's not the way it works. You know, that's, that's, that's not the way it works. And I don't, I don't know where I went wrong, uh, you know, in this, uh, in year three. I mean, I do, I, I eschewed depth for flexibility. And I I've said that before I got, you know, I've got a million guys that can play everywhere, but I don't have anything to do once one of them gets hurt. You know, it yeah. still creates yeah. a, a gaping hole in my lineup. And I, that's my own fault. You know, I Mark, prepared for that these other guys that have plenty of injuries they prepared for it i didn't i spent 30 dollars on jose abreu and this is the year he sucks so <laughs> you know that's that's on me if i could i could have got three ten dollar players uh, instead of one thirty dollar player my team right. would probably be looking better but then with these with these auctions the way we do them you know if, if there's some rando that that happens to watch one of these episodes and has no idea how we do this shit having 
you know, 60 guys on there once, you don't know that you're going to be able to get three $10 guys. You, you kind of right. have to get your guy because, well, if I don't get Jose Abreu, I don't have a first baseman. Mm-hmm. So, you know, can I, can I reliably think that, oh, I'll be able to get Ty France or whoever it is for $13 instead of, you know, and that, I got to make this decision now. So yeah, let me put my money into Jose Abreu or, or, you know, whoever it might be. So that's, that's the other side of it is just not just, I guess I just, you know, didn't, didn't prep, didn't prep well enough. I, I, I thought that I was going to be able to skirt by on, yeah, I was just hoping to be lucky with injuries. I guess I was just kind of hoping right. to be lucky. I can absorb one or two or whatever, but I just I have not been able to absorb the ones that I've had. I don't think I don't think the year is over yet for the Rockies. I I do think that uh, my team is better than it has performed so far, and I have gotten no starts out of Musgrove. Not that that would have probably gotten me any more wins than I. Mm-hmm. I am going to notch a win this week. Let's let's not. Uh, Let's not brush that aside. I'm going to beat the Marlins, but uh, going to get off the schneid. But yeah, that's that's the long-winded way of saying, Tyler. I think you're probably right, but because I, I think it would be really fun to come into a 30 teamer like that and just have this team and and blank slate the thing. You know, I, I think that would be like a really fun thing to do. But do I know that I would be able to end up better than what I just am right now? You know, like. I probably would still like Andrew Vaughn and, and Aaron Ashby and those guys that I liked. So, but would I like Aaron Ashby as much if I hadn't drafted him in the original minor league draft of ABL? Probably right. not, because I don't have him anywhere else. Yeah, ABL guys, and uh, or or would you be willing to pay, you know even like pay less for guys, right? Like that's yeah, that yeah, part definitely because your your whole like thirty dollars for one player or ten dollars for three players like. I, I hate looking at it that way. One, because of the exact reason you said, when there's 60 players on the board, like there's just no way that you could possibly predict all of the different variables happening at once, right? Mm-hmm. What, what I, how I do like to think of it is like $30 is $30 regardless, yes, but that $30 doesn't necessarily have to be three $10 guys when essentially you could maybe get a bargain on one of those $10 guys for $6. And then now all of a sure. sudden you've gotten a 10, a 10, a six, and, a, and then you got four extra bucks to spend to get 14, you know, there's just, there's so many other ways to kind of use that and think about that. And so, cause like, I, I look at your team now and like wit was someone who I know you <clears throat> were able to get. And, and I think that's obviously a, a great piece, but yeah, the, the biggest thing for the, the reason I asked the question is the biggest thing for, for you, I think is, yeah, are you going to be able to let go of the, the, the guys that you want the you know, the biases that you want? It's so funny. Like we talked about Matthew Boyd a little bit earlier. I know. And it's so funny because it feels like there is just a, for whatever reason, there's a consistent theme in teams that happen to be in like 20 and below. And they always have like a Matthew Boyd as, as a, as a mainstay kind of guy in their location. And, and I just look at Matthew Boyd and I'm like, God, I just, and I, I, I'm someone who right now has Rich Hill and Patrick Corbin in, but, but they're, they're my seven and eight. You know what I mean? Like they're they're my yeah. they're my, my bench guys. Whereas Matthew Boyd is is like you know your your three right now. He's like my four. two, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Right now with injuries, so it's just I just always I, I always find it funny when I when I see that. So that's I was just curious what your thoughts were on that. And I, I like with Cal when you mentioned uh, you know the the Flaherty deal and you, and you think about that yeah. once a week. I I do think a lot about like in the past, just like year two. 
I had a lot of offers <clears throat> for Ashby uh, when he was, you know, obviously well before he got hurt when, he, you know, he was, he's still striking guys out. The whip and stuff isn't great, but he's got the prospect better. I had a lot of offers for him and I never, I never even entertained it. It was like my, my initial reaction was, no, nope, he's going to be a, uh, a full contract. You know, he's getting a max extension. He's going to anchor my rotation. And to your point, Tyler, I think a, a big reason of that is because I took Ashby in the initial minor league draft in year one. He was one of my guys. It was the same thing with Jaron Duran when he was, you know, being looked at as like the, the heir apparent center field for us. I got a ton of uh, inquiries about him and no way, man, this is the, he's going to be one of my guys, you know, and I, I finally let that go when I dealt Ashcraft to Linny. And, you know, I, I thought you know, maybe I'm overcoming this just a little bit, but even today, right now, if somebody came at me for Andrew Vaughn, I probably still want to hang on to Andrew Vaughn because I like him. <laughs> and uh, that's <laughs> and he, and he, you know, he's, he's flexible. He's, I don't want to give up yet. I, I know what I'm staring in the face, you know, as a team that is one of the lowest scoring teams in the league right now. I started the same last year. I had one of the lowest scoring teams in the league. I uh, When I dealt Barrios, that brought me George Valera. I was looking at George Valera, and then he, his, he still hasn't swung a bat since the middle of spring training. I just uh, – even the deals that I do make where I relinquish guys I like, I feel like they're just not helping me. As I, I think back, well, could I have done better? You know, could I – if I would have waited, if I would have – if I would have went to this guy instead of waiting for people to come to me, how did, but you, you'll drive yourself crazy doing that in mm -hmm. a 30 team league, you know, looking at all eventualities of where this guy could have went, what could he have gotten me? You know, you'll, you'll just drive yourself nuts doing that. So yeah, it's uh it's my cross to bear, you know, just uh, not, not being as good as I think I should be. <laughs> and then it's like, you, you, you're, you're, you look in the mirror and it's like, well, this is a 30 team league with some really fucking good fantasy players. Maybe I'm just not as good as I think I am. You know, that, that's, that's, that's what I ran into. Scary. Yeah. <laughs> that's exactly what I ran into is like, <laughs> dude, a 16 teamer was like a lot for you. And you think you walk into a 30 teamer and just win? Like, what are you talking yeah. about? Like, yeah. Well, that's where, that's where, though, too, like the, the whole concept of winning. And I've had this conversation with a lot with a lot of other people in the league, too. Like, winning in this league, at least for me, I can't speak for everyone else, but winning in this league for me is making money. Like, the, yeah. the, because in, in other leagues, like, I, I want to win the championship because I feel like I can. In in this league, I feel like if I ever get a chance to win the league, like, that, it will be the best year of my life, and it will be – I will have, be having so much fun, and it yep. is just awesome. But, but year to year, I am just thinking about not what trades are going to get me to the championship, right, and win me a chance. It's how can I make the playoffs and get enough wins during the regular season to make my money back and make next year free? Right. Yeah, that's like, that's, that's all I'm trying to do. And, and I feel like that <clears throat> you don't have that in any other league that you'll ever play in because one, because of how this league is laid out and how Duke made the payout structure and all that kind of stuff, which is genius. Um, but two, you're just, you're a one in 30 shot every year. And it's just, unless you get a draft like Duke, you're just not, you're not going to compete. The same teams aren't going to compete every like year after year after year after year. It's just not going to happen. Can you imagine if ABL was an empire league and oh. we'd be like, we'd be one pirate victory away from, from 
wiping the entire thing and starting over. Like I'm, I'm not advocating for that at all, but just like you, you don't expect a brand new 30 team startup to, to have the, the single team dominance. And I've, yeah. I've tried to look, I've dug into the pirates. I, I, you know, what the hell? There's not just one thing, you know, like we, we might just have to suck it up. And it, like, I might have to admit I'm not as good as I think I am. I might just have to admit that Duke is a really good fantasy player. Like, like, sure, you know, yeah, sure. It's, it's just Joey Votto on his IL, but that doesn't have anything to do with the team that he's put together with the teams that he put together for year one and year two. The guy just, the guy knows his fantasy baseball, you know, there's, you, you can't really say anything else about it. You can't be lucky for three straight years, right. you know. And, well, he put, he put the league together too, right? It's like, it, it, he sure. had an inside idea, at least, of what would be good in a league like this. So yeah. that obviously I just wonder helped. how much he thought about that. Like, I, well, I, I need to do, do, just do, you know, to talk about the Pirates or whatever, but I, I'm curious, like, did, not like I don't want to say like did he have foreknowledge or anything because you can't predict yeah. how a thirty team is going to go. But like I, I'm pretty sure he said that it was his first go at a at a thirty yep. teamer. Like he had used couch managers before, but he had never done a thirty teamer where there's going to be sixty guys all on the board at once. So that's just that's just knowing how to put a team together and and being a good fantasy player. But mm-hmm. you know, it would be hard to deny that being the guy that wrote the Constitution doesn't have some Edge to it. You know, I don't know what if, yeah. if it's if it's quantifiable. Yeah, we, we would need Josh in here to run some numbers <laughs> yeah. or something, yeah. but see if there's a quantifiable edge to that. But I mean, you can see that like being on the EC doesn't do anything. I mean, me, Sam, and Lenny, we, we suck. You know, we suck. <laughs> we're on the EC and we suck. Duke is, and then they're sharing information, you know, yeah. of, of how you build a great <laughs> dynasty team or anything. So, I mean, what, what he does, he he keeps to himself, but he also does it out in the open for everybody to see. Yep. And we just aren't able to replicate it. The guy is just, he's just good at this stuff. Well, it's going to be, it's going to be a few years, right? Like he, he built it from the initial draft to the point where like he, he'll, he's able to be good enough for four or five years. Right? Like he's definitely able to, to compete and be the favorite for four or five years. And that's just how his team's going to be eventually the prices will and the contracts will catch up right um and then maybe we'll see a slight shifting of the guard but i mean I, i'd be shocked if if duke was ever in in jeopardy of missing the playoffs i, I would i would how many me. how many straight championships do you think he would win before he said you know what maybe this is enough maybe we should consider uh you know keeping the same 30 guys around but but uh maybe you know turn it into an empire, you know, keep the same rules, keep everything the same, just introduce an empire format to where if the pirates win a fourth straight championship, say he wins it this year and say he, he it looks like he's going to have a good chance of winning next year. It, I don't know Duke well enough. I, I don't think you guys do, but just like spitballing and, and hypothetically speaking, do you think that's something that Duke would consider just like knowing Duke as we know Duke? I think it's lame. I mean, if you're if you're good, you're good. Like, why why would you like that's the whole point of dynasty, that? right? Like, yeah, you're building like, a dynasty that's supposed yeah. to crush year after year after year. Like, that's the yeah. whole point, right? Yeah. If I, I build, I don't, an empire I don't bring like that, that up unprompted. Yeah. Yeah. yeah see, I, I I'd be so would, mad if someone did that to me. me. Yeah, especially if yeah. I was like you know second best. If I was making yes. the you know the ALCS every year or whatever, that would annoy yeah. the hell out of me. 
but I don't totally bring that up unprompted. I, I had had a couple of of private messages, and not within like the last few days, but uh, after week one, when it when it was obvious that the Pirates were going to you know just run train on the league again, it, mm-hmm. it the notion was floated. Like, I wonder if Duke will get you know sick of winning and want to reset the league. And it's like, well, <clears throat> I don't think he would have kind of invented ABL four which is a four-year reset league, if he intended on resetting ABL because one team was right. too good. Yeah. You know, I, I I am in that camp that this is not an empire league. This is a dynasty league. The goal is to build a, a, a dynasty. You know, it's in the yeah. goddamn name of the league. Like, of course you want to build a team that <laughs> is expected to compete for a title every year. Just because the team expected to compete for a title ends up winning the title, that doesn't make it worse. <laughs> yeah. That makes it better for him and worse for 29 others but that that gives you the the king to shoot for you know you yep. I, th- I think it's i think it's kind of neat you know to add to all the uniqueness of of abl we also have like the guy that invented it kicking all of our asses it just uh, well, think, think about think about this too the the thing that I, that drives me honestly well i'll say this first one yeah I, I don't think he'll ever consider it and i don't want him to because i think this this is a league that should go forever and there's going to be other dynasties. We yes, do this for yes, 50 exactly. fucking years. There's going to be other dynasties. So yep. it, it's going to happen. Uh, but to me, the thing that drives me the most, and the, I, I thought about this the kind of the end of last year, and I was like, this is this is the motivation I needed, is imagine what it's going to be like being the person, who the first person to knock Duke out of the playoffs or beat him in the championship game, whatever it's going to be. That person is going to be, enshrined in abl history <laughs> as the person who took down the king you know what i mean like be our george washington king. yeah, yeah. Yes. <laughs> like it's just i think that's such a, like to me it's just so hilarious that we're talking about a fake thing and how excited this makes us but like that is so <laughs> motivating to me to want to be that team and, and i'm in the al too so like it would be me potentially beating him in the championship right that would be yeah. what i would do like Oh, it would just be so cool. Put your and face I, on the I, on the ABL currency, yes. <laughs> yeah. And it's funny to talk about like another grown man like that too. Like, oh my god, I beat Duke at this fake thing, so now all of a sudden I'm this awesome person. Like, it's so funny. To Who do you think about. you are? I am exactly right. But, but it, that's what makes the league so awesome. Is like the fact that we get jazzed up about that kind of stuff. So I just that's what has motivated me to just buy it you know just buy it even more and, and love it it's just who, who's gonna be duke is imagine imagine trying to explain to your wife like yeah. why why the smile hasn't left your face in three or four days because <laughs> you beat the pirates in the, in the abl championship you know like yep. oh, honey i haven't seen you this way in years like well yep. yeah he's duke's duke's won for three straight you know obviously <laughs> you haven't seen me this way I'm a legend now. Yep. <laughs> Put me on Mount Rushmore. Yeah, ABL Mount Rushmore. You know, Duke, I think already Duke's place is enshrined. Yeah, you know, if, if we're going to have an ABL Rushmore, Duke's Duke's face is on there. Um, you know, the rest is TBD, I think. Yep. Uh, you know, it's the guy created the league. If, if that wasn't enough, he wins the thing the first two years. He's, he's you know, looking looking to be strong in year three. And then, you know, there's, there's the rest of us, so. Yeah. And I, nah, I'm not even gonna get into that. I gotta. It's a quarter after. I need to dispense meds here in like five <laughs> minutes. So, um, any, any, did I, did I skip over you guys too much? Uh, I feel like I did a lot of talking and and 
you guys oh, no. listening? Oh, yeah. Any, anything you guys wanted to hit on that that uh, we didn't or I didn't? Um, this like one little tidbit, and it was just that the actual the real life Orioles are are hot because they had five five of their hitters were in the top twelve of points scored this this oh, week. Wow! Yeah, this week in ABL, five of them. It's crazy. That's a really cool stat. I'd yeah, I, I was going through it, and I was just like, I, they just kept seeing the same exact Austin team. Austin Hayes. Up. Yep, Hayes, Rutschman. Mountcastle. Mountcastle, Mateo. I mean, oh, Mateo. Yeah, Man. I was like, where do you come from? Well, yeah, you has, you look at like the whole 10, list. He has like 10 stolen bases, doesn't he? Yes, he's he, something he crazy. And like three homers. Yeah, Yeah, he's, he's – mm-hmm. Cal, do you remember – were there any twins in the top 12? Because like, I have, I have question. like – Taylor for you know being a guy who's playing every day this week, like he had a couple of massive, just random massive. Yeah, he had that giant. Take a look. Here. See what I got. Um, um, my period. I'm just, I'm just curious because the Twins played really well. The real life Twins played really well this week too, and scored a lot of runs at times. Pitching was really good too. I'd just be curious if any of them were up there. Right, man, this computer's RAM sucks. This thing's so slow. Except for Tyler Molly yesterday. Yeah, true. I mean, and then man, Molly looked. I watched that game. He. He looked okay. He was just he just missed a couple spots. That, that Higashioka home run barely cleared the wall, and then the Rizzo home run barely cleared the wall. I just they yeah. felt so cheap, but they were hit hard. You, you know, you couldn't deny it. They, they were hit hard. They were. And they were wall scrapers. I want to pull up my phone at this point. Well, my, my computer sucks, dude. What? Why? This is like the easiest thing to pull up, and I don't know why. It's just stuck in a loop. As well as you're as you're looking it up, I guess all the. Um, yeah, kill time. Yeah, the, the only other thing I had to say was just to actually shout out the real life twins because it has been I don't I don't get to watch them on TV every time I watch them. It is it is not through traditional cable. Um and it's been so fun to watch them. And I when when we were absolutely shellacking the Yankees on Friday, I had to message Brendan and rub it in his face. And I, I didn't tell him I was gonna bring it up on a podcast, but I hope he watches it so he can hear how shitty the Yankees are this year <laughs> and how finally the twins are showing that even we finally have a pitching staff that's good. We finally have a halfway decent lineup with some defense behind that pitching. Um, and so I hope and they're not even healthy. They're, they're not, I, even no, they're not. we're not, we're not, we're not healthy. Yeah. exactly. So I'm, I'm hopeful that we, I mean, I want to host obviously in New York in the playoffs. That would be fantastic. But uh, regardless, if we get to play them in the postseason, I am looking forward to us breaking that awful, awful streak this year. And for the record, it is Taylor. It's Taylor at 28, though. He's the first one. Ridiculous, man. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's the hot hitter for the Twins. Like everybody expected, Michael Taylor. Yeah, like the the defensive guy. He's the guy who's leading. But, hey, if if that's what they're going to do, if they're going to stick Taylor in center where he is phenomenal and D.H. Buxton and keep the the guy healthy – then, then do it. You know, it's yep. it's fun to see him in the field. He he is he's great, but it'd be more fun to see a full year out of him and, and see what he's actually capable. And, where and all I, he has to do is hit. I would rather get like get Kirloff out of the lineup than too, because he still is not very good. So I don't, you know, to, I think for most Twins fans, you know, we don't even care where Buxton plays anymore because we're it's cool to see him make those catches in center, but we don't want to see him twice a year. We, 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 you know, we want to see yeah. him play a full, a full year. And if it's him hitting home runs and stealing bases and stuff, cause he's healthy and we're winning. Couldn't agree more. It's better than having to hold your breath every single time he 
has to exactly. has to run all out for a ball in center. He dives yeah. or he runs into the wall because inevitably, or just going run to be a trip to the, to the IL like, for him. Yeah, <laughs> just hit dingers, man. Just just concentrate on hitting. It sucks to have somebody so athletic and so good and still pretty young be relegated. I mean, he's not yet. He's played the field. It's not like he's a strict yeah. full time DH. But yeah. I mean, it's pretty much to that point in his career where it feels like he almost has to be to play a full season. Correct. This guy just needs to DH. And yeah. I feel like the White Sox have like six or seven guys like that. You know, it's 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 a shame, but it is what it is. You know, I'd rather see these guys put up a full season of numbers, you know. Yeah. White Sox need to be investigated or something because just the continuous stars that are hurt every single year. What's going on? What is going on in that? It's clubhouse? constant. It's constant. And it's That's you crazy. can't blame Tony LaRusa. You know, you can't just you can't just no. always blame the, the 80 year old manager for yeah. not knowing how his kids function these days or whatever. Yeah, it's just <laughs> they they just seem to now right now they have most everybody back, right? They got Eloy back, Lubov's healthy, Vaughn's healthy, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Cease and Kopech are healthy. Lance Lynn's back. They're gonna get Hendricks. Maybe they're gonna get Hendricks. I don't know what his. I think probably a couple months. Is, but yeah, yeah, I, th- I think months. he's done his last round. I think he should be back. So. Oh, they're still missing Timmy and and Moncada. Yep. So yeah, even yeah. So they don't yeah. have everybody back. No. I miss yeah, Timmy. Just like you, you list off all those names, and it's like <laughs> Jesus, that could be such a team. Yeah. And they they seem to continually disappoint. That's a, that's a yeah. podcast for another time. <laughs> yeah, the White Sox talk was. about disappointing, yeah, disappointing real life yeah. teams. Yeah, disappointing <laughs> ABL teams. Uh, all right, guys. Well, thank you, thank you for taking some time out of your Sunday talking a little ABL. I I imagine we will probably do this again very soon. You know, the idea is to probably do these weekly. I mean, maybe the weeks where nothing happens. I don't know. Yeah, well, I'm sure we'll find stuff to talk about. We've oh, yeah. got time to fill. Always oh, take hey, greatest league in the yeah. world. There's always stuff to talk about. Definitely. I think so. Yeah, I think so too. All right, guys. Appreciate you. And uh, this is week two recap. Thanks, Cal. Thanks, Tyler. Uh, enjoy the rest of your Sunday and your uh, Monday morning. Probably you guys both go to work, but yeah, uh, yeah, unfortunately, yeah. Enjoy that as much as possible. <laughs> so. yeah. All right, guys. Thank you. Thanks again, and uh, take it easy. See you yeah. later. See you. Bye.